0: Welcome into to the In the Money podcast for Friday, April 23rd, the final day of the Keelan Spring Meet. Tom Leach, along with Chip Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development, as we take a look at the late pick four, which we were able to hit on Wednesday, as we uh, tape this on Thursday, we hit the Wednesday pick four, so it wasn't a huge amount, but it was more than the uh, suggested tickets, so hopefully you guys... Uh, Hit that one as well. We'll see if we can finish out the meet on a strong note here, Jim. We'll start in the seventh race. It is a second-level allowance, four-year-olds and up, mile and three-sixteenths on the turf, uh, featuring a couple of horses we saw run earlier at the meet. Who do you like?
1: And I like both those horses that uh, we saw earlier in the meet, especially Ocean and Atlantic for Rosario and Brendan Walsh. This horse ran well in the uh, mile and 16th race on April 8th. First time North American, and uh, got got beat by a length and a half. Uh, had Ortiz that day against Rosario today. Went off as the uh, eight to five, nine to five favorite that day. Did not run great, but ran well enough to get a U six buyer. Of course, should like the extra distance here. Uh, has raced at longer distances in France, and uh, so Ocean Atlantique is my pick here. Uh, also like Baker's Bay, the two horse for should Magee who. Uh, got some betting support in, in that race on uh, on April 8th that we just talked about. Uh, ran six there, got beat two and three quarters, so only a length and a half or so behind the top pick, and uh, nine to two here. It's pretty good price on this scale. The Second off the layoff. Uh, ran well at Keeneland last year, and so likes the track. Uh, Lannery takes over for Velasquez, but uh, still like Bak- Bakers Bay a little bit. And then Conviction Trade, the. Uh, Seven horse for Maker and gaffleon comes out of a Grade Two at Fairgrounds. Didn't run all that great, but uh, big drop in class here, and has been uh, graded stakes uh, placed at uh, Sam Houston in the Conley last in January. So I'm going to take those three horses. Uh, try to get through the first leg. The pick for Ocean Atlantique is my
0: pick. Yeah, I'm actually got it uh, broken down the same way as you. I thought uh, Ocean Atlantique um, would benefit from that start uh, maybe needed a race and should be better and i'm like you I think the added distance will help as well uh, baker's base second off a layoff so you could talk about some of the same things there so um nothing really to add much i like the same three you do in the uh, in the same order uh we'll move on to the eighth race maiden three-year-olds going six and a half furlongs and uh, i thought there were some interesting angles here i ended up taking casual affair and this is walsh and godolphin and That combo uh, hit with Maxfield uh, a few meets back as a first-time starter. So um, Walsh is not a a, a, you know particularly uh, a trainer that hits frequently with first-time starters, but he's he's done it with these Godolphins before. So uh, this horse has a really sharp gate work on his worksheet forty-seven and uh, uh, forty-seven flat on April the fifth. So I'm going to take Casual Affair. But Sebelius is really interesting to me as well, because this horse ran once at Laurel, ships in off that circuit to this circuit, and gets the leading rider in Sayas So that was a, an interesting angle to me as well. And then uh, Never Explain is the other one, first-timer for Shug McGahee. And uh, a friend of mine, Steve Bick, who uh, does his uh, radio show, he always uh, is on Satellite. He talks about... Um, that one angle he he often plays is when Shug debuts a horse going seven furlongs. That usually means the horse is uh, more well-meant than one debuting at six, which is what they typically debut at. And um, this horse is six and a half, so it's kind of splitting the difference. So it's a little longer than six, and just, I'm going to take a look at that horse. I'm going to definitely want to have it on my ticket. Uh, Buffalo Shuffle uh, for Brad Cox with a really sharp local work of 59 flat. So, All of those are ones that I would take a look at uh, here. I thought there were some interesting angles, and just going to spread a little bit. How about you?
1: I cut this one down to the two horses you talked about first. Uh, Casual Affair, the first time starter for Godolphin and Brendan Walsh. That gets Johnny Velasquez riding. And then Sibelius, with Louis Saez coming off that Laurel, almost maiden special weight win there. Uh, This circuit's tougher. Uh, Jeremiah O'Dwyer doesn't have many horses, but uh, the fact that uh, Saez takes this mount, uh, very impressive here, and I think this horse has a big shot. And I stuck with those two. Those two first-time starters you mentioned, or those two other horses, first-time starter for Sug and then third, third-time 3rd starter for Brett Cox are are both live in here. But um, to keep the ticket manageable, I'm going to take a stand here with taking casual fare will be really ready, and Cervelius is my second choice.
0: Let's go to the ninth race, the Grade 3 Bewitch at a mile and a half. Phillies and Mares four and up. Uh, I thought this was a really well matched group. How did you see it?
1: Yeah, it's a nice, uh, nice way to end the stakes program for Keeneland this spring. Um, I I liked a couple of horses in here. Uh, a horse that cost me a pick five at Gulfstream, uh, when the very one when I was down there. Uh, uh, I liked Warlike Goddess in that race, and Antoinette won it. Uh, Warlike Goddess came back here off that race, and I handicapped it that. Okay, she didn't get any pace to run at there. Well, she got the pace to run in the, in the Orchid at Gulfstream, and, and she came back and won. Um, so that's the one that cost me to pick five. Uh, I wasn't certain that she would get the pace, and she did. So the 96 buyer jumps off the page here to me. This this Philly is getting better quickly in only her fifth lifetime start for Bill Mott. Um, so Warlike Goddess is going to be my pick here. Uh, Bill Mott's three for nine through... Uh, uh, through Wednesday, anyway, so he's he's been live the whole the whole meet here at Keeneland, and this filly looks really good under Lake Peru. Uh, California Queen for Gaffleyon and Chad Brown, you got to use coming out of the same race there, uh, the very one that she has a run back since then. And Warlike Goddess showed a big improvement um, the next time out, so Warlike Goddess is maybe a step ahead. So my other horse, Delta Delta's Kingdom, gets Luis Saez in here coming out of the same race. It's a, it's a rematch of the Orchid here. Um, got beat three and a half lengths by Warlike Goddess. Um, maybe didn't have the the, night, the kind of trip that Warlike Goddess did. And she gets Saez, which moves her up. And Domingo for Brad Cox and Giroux, uh, coming out of a Fairgrounds $150,000 uh, list of stakes. Only got beat a Neck there. Um, ran the grade three at Churchill last year at a mile and an eighth. This is a mile and a half and has not run that distance before. These other horses are also uh, stretching out. Uh, The California Queen has run that mile and a half overseas, But uh, I'm going to stick with those four. But Warlike Goddess, I really like the way she's coming into this race, and uh, I think she's got a
0: big shot here. That was my second choice, and I ended up taking a uh, swing at a long shot in here. But um, you make a lot of great points about Warlike Goddess. I think she's definitely the one to beat. I ended up on English Affair for the win pick, this horse has had a lot of graded stakes experience, has run well here, and the only thing that was interesting is that uh, this horse has run well on less than firm turf, which I figure is going to be the case uh, on Friday. So English Affair is uh, maybe a little bit of a reach, but uh, Rusty Arnold's horses have been firing, and, uh, and I just think this horse has got a, a shot to, to be in the mix, and uh, if you can you can get there, it'll be a nice price. Warlike Goddess is, is next for me, and then California Queen. The other one is uh, Dominga that I'm using. Uh, I talked to Brad Cox for an interview that will air on the Today at Keeneland show, and he said they have always thought that a mile and a half would be this filly's best distance. and wanted to try her at it, and this is their first chance to be able to do that. And she made a, a big jump on the buyer scale, and he said on thoroughgraph 2, from 3 to 4, so she is an improving filly as well. Now, she's at, her buyer numbers a little short of that 96 for Warlike Goddess, but still a uh, big improvement, and uh, if she does like the mile and a half as much as they think she will, uh, she could be right in the mix, and she's probably going to be up close to the pace. So I'm going to take all four of those when we get to the pick four, but I'm going to take a little bit of a swing here with English Affair on the top. And then the last race of the spring meet is a 50K maiden claimer for three-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. I took title shot here dropping out a straight maiden company for Catalano. He's got really good numbers on that move, plus second-time starters like this one is. Uh, Talaj is a Wesley Ward first-timer in maiden claiming company. We saw that angle hit in the last race on Wednesday. We talked uh, for that day's podcast. Wesley's got incredible numbers in that particular stat so got to have that horse on there you could really stop uh, there if you want to go deeper jedrick uh for nick zito i'd love to see nick uh, in the meet with a win and he's get getting tyler Gaffleone in the saddle on this horse so and i thought uh, the horse uh, had a shot in here as well so uh, i'm going to take title shot on top how about you
1: i'm taking wesley ward to win the last race of the meet he's uh after a very slow start with his two-year-olds he's uh He's gotten much better and he's, uh, 13th 43 as we look at this meet. Got, has run a lot of horses here. And, uh, I think Talaj, uh, is working well for his three-year-old debut, his first time out with Rosario on the saddle. Also used American Union, uh, first timer for Glenn Wismer, um, a real low-key trainer, but Louis Saev takes this mount. You gotta, you gotta put the leading rider in the, in the final pick four. And then I also used Poseidon Rath for Bill Morey and Corrales. Uh, This horse had a bullet work, 46 and 3, on April 12th here at Keeneland. Uh, Got a good, steady um, pattern of works at the thoroughbred center and then came over to Keeneland and has worked really well over this track. So uh, I think Poseidon Rath has a shot as well. So that's three I'm going to stick with when we get to pick four.
0: Well, we're at the pick four then. Tell me what your ticket looks like.
1: Yeah, $36 ticket to end the meet. Not very expensive. (laughs) Um, 2 5 in the first leg with Bakers Bay, Ocean, Atlantique, and Conviction Trade. Taking a stand with the two horses in the eighth race, Sibelius the 5, uh, and the first time started 11 casual affair for Brendan Walsh, so 5 and 11 two four six eight 2-4-6-8 in the Bewitch, uh, the, eight, the four horses we talked about, with uh, Warlike Goddess being a favorite there, and she may be a single on a lot of tickets. And then last leg the uh, maiden claimer 267 with american union Telage and Poseidon Rap. so 257 excuse me with 511 with 2468 with 267 for 36 dollars to wrap up the meet
0: i've got 257 in the first leg then 591112 using all four of the ones i mentioned in the maiden race in the bewitch i'm going 46811 and then 56 in the last race and that is a $48 ticket, then hopefully we can uh, both hit it and finish the meet on a strong note. We'll have a Saturday edition of the In the Money podcast for the opening night card at Churchill Downs. So tune us in for that. Meanwhile, best of luck with your final day of wagering on the Keeneland Spring Meet. Best of luck from the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.